Strap in for a roller coaster ride where curiosity, humor, laughter, and the odd case of wisdom is applied to understanding the adventure of life. Welcome to the Raw and Gene Show, the power of coaching, guided by two knuckleheads who invite you to sit in the front car with them on this ride. Trust us, it's not as serious as it sounds. And high fives are included. Welcome to episode 10. We did it. We crossed the barrier. We... Why do I feel like you just forgot where you were? At like... <laughs> For a brief moment, I'm like, wait, what show am I on? For a brief moment, ladies and gentlemen, he was not in the flow. <laughs> I was in a different flow. Just didn't happen to be the one that we were flowing with together. Well, I guess it's all the flow, isn't it? <laughs> the flow is the flow, they say. But to your point, we made it to 10. We made it to 10. We've crossed the threshold where so many of these shows get started and then never cross 10. So we did it. Now we can quit. We said we've done it. I just, we could call it a day. We achieved the goal. We've done all the things. We've talked on the internet. Uh, yeah. We've done all the poetry. We're done. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for attending and coming out to the Roll of Genius. We'll uh, be going off the year and never return. No, that's a, it's a good milestone to get to 10 because when we proposed this idea and then started doing it, we had no idea and we still have no idea what the hell. Just don't tell them. Well, I think they figured it out. <laughs> but maybe that's part of the madness, right? No. At least our madness, because even if no one shows up or listens, we still get to be our fun, outgoing, loving selves for what? 45 I minutes. What? I this just for me? You wish to and do this not just for you. Asses? No, guess. If nobody ever listens to this, that's okay, too, because we get to practice what we preach. We know that's not true. And we're grateful for those of you who have struggled alone. And I chose that word purposefully because struggle is a good word. We should do a show and struggle one. We're grateful for those of you that chose to struggle along with us because it's a labor of love. And it's like an expectant mother. We have no idea what it is that we're having. We just know we're pregnant with a with this baby of a show, I think we're bursting at each week. Or we could be the fathers that don't know what's going, what we're going to have either. Sure. <laughs> sure. You always got to one-up me, man. Oh. Now you're going to see the cracks. It's 10 shows. <laughs> They're going to start ripping at each other. It's going to turn into Murray Polden. <laughs> you are not the father. Oh, man. What was Murray's security guard's name? Oh, Okay. Yeah. Or was that? Uh, no, I'm ashamed to say I actually know that. <laughs> was it Steve or was? No, no Steve it was, was Steve. on. Um... Then he did his own show. Then he had a spinoff. I thought Steve. Oh, my. I thought Steve was on Jerry. Maybe I. Maybe. But he did have but his it, own spinoff. It just goes to show you the of us. Anyway. Anyway. But no, it's good to get here. And, and it's actually quite kind of fitting. I didn't even think about it. Our 10th episode, and we're talking about flow and to what is it? We understand it was a football coach, ex-football coach, I should say. And for those of you that are athletes, so even not athletes, if you're a tour thespian, you've had moments where you feel that momentum, where you feel the energy shift from one aspect to the other aspect, from one team to the next. I have vivid memories of, of that kind of momentum from when I was playing to even when I was coaching. So that for me, momentum is real. Some people believe it's not real. It's all a state of mind. Maybe it is. All of this is an illusion. So maybe who knows, but 
school so when, when that momentum is building and flowing and you're just feeling it and everything you do yes works so it's a really cool feeling when i step into that flow and feel mm -hmm. it it is from making the choice of doing the thing that like excites me even though if in the moment taking that first step isn't like my most favorite thing to do mm -hmm. but still doing it a bit closer than we were before it's like before ju jumping onto the show i was working on a poem that uh, i'll recite today and for me to flow that that it's like I'm almost on being an automatic pilot. And I just know what has to come out, what needs to be set, what needs to be. And I just go with it. A large part of it is really being good with yourself inside. I think when you're really good with yourself inside, that momentum, that flow stems from inside and goes out, not necessarily so much from the outside. And so as I was working on this piece, uh, I, I just found it, it was just flowing. And it was not like I was writing a new poem. This is a, a, a thought that I was cultivating. So it, it's not like I just got the thought and then I finished it. The thought came well, a few days ago when I was sitting there going, what will I recite today? Because I'm not one that writes for the show theme or just like I don't go to workshops and do and stuff. And now it's like, oh, I had a new thought from the other day. I should pull out and dust out. And yeah, so it just flowed that way. So. It was an interesting exercise considering I knew we were going to be talking momentum and flow today. It sounds like a little bit of trust in the timing of things in there too. I think that's, for me, that's the ultimate in everything. I trust universal time. Some people say God's timing. I say, yeah, whatever. I trust in it. I, this is one of the reasons I don't do procrastination. Procrastination to me is a mental beatdown. And when people say, if I'll ask people to, do you believe that all things happen when they're supposed to? The majority of people say, yeah, they do. Universal timing. Everything happens when it's supposed to. And if that's the case, then how do you explain procrastination? And it's not that you shouldn't always be conscious of the effort that you're putting in. But to me, procrastination is more, oh, I've done a really good job, but then you mentally beat yourself. Oh, what if I put more time? What if, what if? And it's almost the same thing with flow and momentum. You're going through it. You're doing it really doing well in it, then we come back and have these mental moments where we want to challenge ourselves or beat ourselves up as opposed to just expressing and you know, going with that moment and fully enjoying it, embracing it. Going with the flow a little bit more. And going with the flow is not just, a, it's not a blind thing, it is. But to me, it's about accepting what shows, accepting what I know I'm going to co-create. You said the word effort before too, and I think that's a really important component of it is to have flow, you actually have to have movement, which then builds upon the momentum Yes, and to do that takes that effort. Like where I was talking about, like that initial, like you've got to get over inertia, mm -hmm. the body in motion tends to stay in motion, <clears throat> the body at rest tends to stay at rest. And for either of those two states to change, force has to be applied. Effort needs to be applied. And then you can pick that, that, that direction and finding that place of flow still takes that initial jumping, <laughs> use the metaphor of the flow of the rivers. You still got to jump into it to be into flow. Like yeah. you have to take that leap of getting into it. And that for me is an interesting space when we think about timing, 
because you contrast that against the shame, the what ifs, the procrastinations, basically we'll wrap that under around shame and guilt of not doing something. It's like, or getting to where you're hoping to be or any of the other places. It's like, are you jumping in? Are you doing the thing? Did you just jump in? If you are consistently jumping in, you don't need to beat yourself up. That's that place where the timing can start to meet you. If you're <clears> not jumping in, then the universe's timing is telling you, tick tock, the clock is ticking. I can't meet you until you jump in. You got to build that bridge. You got to get into the flow with me to catch up to me, not even, yep. to, but to meet me one day. See, and I, I get that. And the reason why I'm hesitating when saying I completely agree is because I think the universe meets you regardless. It's not so much the universe meeting you as you meeting universe. I said a time it's like just before this call, I was on a very tedious process, very tedious. And I was like, okay, I could fight this yeah. or I could treat it like a moment of Zen mm -hmm. and truly embrace everything that was happening. This is a zoom thing I was doing. Yeah. And because I chose to do that time for you and I learned yeah. stuff. And so, I, I found myself not feeling resistant because I was in this holding pattern and the stuck in the holding pattern was only what I conjured up and created. So when I chose not to do that and to just truly accept what was going on, because 99% of it was out of my, all I could do is sit there and how I chose to be involved in that experience was up to me. I chose to not fight it, to be with it. And I learned a lot. So what, on top of all that, we'll pull back to our, the, our show topic is harnessing that flow. Yeah. To harness it though, you had to choose how you wanted, where you wanted to flow to. Yeah. Feel a sneeze coming on. You something. do. And to your point though, there's some of these things, it's like intention. You can have all the great intention, but with no action, intention means, and it's the same thing you were basically saying, you've got to jump in. You have to be to, in it. You can't just be stuck in the intention, in the, in, in the spiritual mindfulness of it. You have to physically be in the flow and be to doing something to help manifest all these things. So this is what I was saying to you. For me, I agree with what you're saying. I wasn't fully in agreement. Part of it is whether you accept it or not, you're in it with the universe and the universe is the universe to me is like the genie in the lamp, right? You rub the genie, you rub the lamps, yeah. the genie will come out and the genie will simply go, wish what is, your wish? is my command, whatever you want to flow with this, wish is my command. You don't want to flow with it and you want to mentally beat yourself with it and make this a painful experience, mm. which is my command. So for me, that's when I say it's important to accept, right? I think sometimes we make trying to understand the flow too convoluted. It's a very simple process. Can you accept what's going in front of you and know the only thing you have control over is you? There's a yes and to this. You say process. It's like that is part of that process. It's like you're accepting and acknowledging what is occurring in this moment going, accepting, acknowledging what you have direct control over, what you may have influence over, 
mm-hmm. and what you have zero none of the happening going on and how and acceptance then... is not necessarily when we say acceptance sorry i didn't mean to cut you up yeah, I just yeah. add on that point acceptance of the good bad ugly or beautiful experience i think a lot of times when we say acceptance we automatically assume oh we must be talking good and beautiful no acceptance of whatever what is created or show has changed so sorry i just turned my 63rd rotation monday was my birthday and i just find the older i get the more in flow i feel that i'm with what's going how do i explain it it just gets simple yeah for me the flow and in the moment and the now and all this it's very simple what have you learned about simplifying it what what comes to mind through those lessons of being able to strip it back down to its simplicity. Well, when we talk about the process and, and simplifying things or seeing things that it's simplest or lowest combination, it's, it's, it's a process in the moment. And like I was explaining earlier, each experience, each moment presents a choice and had the choice I could have. Here I am in this Zoom room and there's probably, I don't know, 40 something of us in there. And they're going through the systematic order. And I was on when I was supposed to be. And I was just sitting there. And I remember early on catching myself. Oh my gosh. Okay. This is going to be another long process. I was even wondering, am I going to make this show? That's neither here or there now. That's like way down the road. What are you going to do with this moment? And I remember having that that talk with myself. Are you want, do you want to make this a painful experience or do you want to just be with it? I chose the lab. And, and either way that you would have chose, you would have flowed to it. Right? Either like, way. Exactly. When you were talking earlier about the, you could to go do something beautiful and have that beautiful experience, or you can choose to step into the opposite of that. However you want to experience that but whatever you're experiencing there is a component of that choice that that happens sometimes we don't have a choice on the things that we experience but we do have that power of defining how are we going to be with this it was like yeah. of what is it, victor frankel's search for man's search for purpose tr- yep right like where he's experiencing being in an incredibly horrible place he had zero control of the fact that he was there and just that realization while being in that place, going, oh, those who are perishing have lost hope, have lost what is on the other side of this. And learning that and now like having a very famous book that we, we all get to learn from and share from mm-hmm. because of that choice he made. It was a horrible experience and what he learned to do with that suffering through it and how he has impacted millions of people hundreds of millions of people oh, easily. That, easily. that is like that that that's the choice and that's where you can flow to within it is like how do we want to be on the other side of this wherever we are now how do we want to be where do we yeah. want to be and i think the i was just working with some clients recently about really getting detailed about making that wish to the universe the clearer and the more detailed we are about what that looks like, mm-hmm. the more we can get pulled towards that, the more that flow is going to take us towards it. 
will it end up exactly as we've initially designed it? Maybe not, but we're going to learn a lot of the way. And if we continue to paint where we are trying to flow to, that place we want to be, and then our actions are the direction towards it, those things all start to combine to really <clears throat> amplify what is it that you're bringing to your life and building within it, and then take the choice to jump in. You just said, I make that choice. Will it, what will it yield? To me, that's an expectation. And I try very much. It's not that I don't have expectations. I just release it. Because what I expect and what actually transpires might be two different things. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times our expectations gets us in trouble because, oh, it should happen this way. No, this is how it unfolds. This is going back to acceptance. Acceptance in, I have no control over what was going on except me and how I choose to proceed. I have control over to my expectation in regards to I can have them, but then can I truly release it and then accept what comes back? I only have control over in how in the interpretation that I choose to buy into based on what I see happening. And yeah. because I focus on the only things I have control over, what was happening, I chose to see the beauty of it in this muddy water of, 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 an, of an experience, but I chose to see the beauty in it. And the beauty that I saw in it wasn't on the screen, was in me because of how I chose to just flow with it. And I learned a lot. And I don't think I would have learned as much. I think would have still learned, but I wouldn't have learned as much if I had not chosen to make the choice. Just be with it. It's only a few moments out of my life. Yeah. Yeah, a few moments could be a couple of hours. It's really not that much. For me, when I made that conscious choice, man, I was just was just soaking in, in all this beautiful intel. Right. So it was good that way. And I think that for me, that's one of the keys to being in flow. When we talk about it's a process, that's part of the process. Except can you accept what is going on? in you, with in front of you, without judging it, or sorry, not judging, but being judgmental with it and just go, okay, how else can I look at this? But is it not so much looking at the experience different? How can I shift what's going on in me that wants to resist what's going on? Can't change what's going on. Can change in me. What needs to be acknowledged about the resistance? What's the role that resistance is playing? There's an acknowledgement that instead of fighting the resistance, is like opening it up and bringing it, it yeah. actually into the conversation going, yeah. what's, what do you think your role is? Is actually like, I have conversations with these things with myself. Maybe that doesn't work for others, but that's like a tactic I take is like, what am I trying to resist right now? Like, what's the role? Like, what's. What, is it trying to protect me? Is there something that it's seeing that I'm not seeing? Is there something that, is it pointing to a fact that I'm not asking for something or not being clear about something? If you deploy curiosity to it, then all of a sudden resistance can be like a real powerful ally. Yeah. You know, and all of those things can be, right? We're just pulling resistance off, off the shelf. I antiquated to worthiness. Mm. Am I worthy to sit in this moment? Am I worthy? Worthy is not just the good and the bad, uh, good and the beautiful. It's all the right. It's all of it. Am I worthy of, of the bad and ugly experience as well? So flow is no different. 
that's why I was saying at the beginning, we seem to, when we use the word flow and momentum, it's always, we always see it in this positive light. Flow and momentum is neither positive or negative. Yeah. It's our perception of what's going on that brings positive to it. My thing was, why am I not worthy to sit here in my power and truly embrace this experience? I know my resiliency comes from sometimes the harshest of experience. This was not pleasant experience. And that my accepting it didn't change that. What changed was me and how I chose to be with the experience. That's, that was the difference. I was worthy to sit here in this unsettling experience. Because it taps into my resiliency, it taps into my strength, it taps into my resolve. And it allowed me actually to learn, to open up, grow. I think sometimes we, we, we get stuck with these labels of right and wrong, good and bad, and so forth. And a lot of these experiences, and don't get me wrong, there's a right place for everything, but a lot of these experiences are just experiences that we then later attach right to it. And my thing is, regardless of what the experiences are, you're worthy to have it. And if you're resisting it, why are you resisting? What is it within you that says you're not worthy to have this experience and to be fully present? And yes, one of the big importance of momentum and flow, fully present in the experience. Otherwise, if you're not fully present, then what does flow mean? And then I would say that you're, you're not in the flow. You're not in the flow. You're back up on the bank waiting to jump in. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And this requires you, like you, you keep saying, you got to jump in. Yeah. You got to get dirty with it. Right. And so that question you were talking about to me is a question I usually fall back to is worthiness. Why are you not worthy to be? And not you. I was asking myself that. So, oh, I would have a second. We're not going to be that vulnerable. Well, we did say we could do a coping session. But tell me, Gene, how did it make you feel? Why did you not feel worthy in the moment, my friend? I don't think we have that long to uh, get through all that. But it's, to me, it's one of these concepts that is subjective. There's no, to me, there's no right or wrong way. People have written books about the now and the flow and all this. There's one absolute way. There is no absolute way. It's subjective. Who am I? If you tell me you're in the flow, and then I said, I don't think you were. Who's yeah, right? But who are you to like dictate my experience exactly. and, and my own definitions of around what that means? Be like, oh, it doesn't, Raul, it doesn't look like how I am in the flow. You're not in the flow right now. You can't say that. Be like, I, my words would have literally no meaning. Oh. Because it's an <laughs> self-experience of going, why, A, why would I have to? feel the, the call to that. Yeah. My, what I, am I doing sorry, yeah. by taking myself out of my own flow on top of it? And who am I to say whether you're in the flow or not? But my thing is, I, I really don't care if you are or not. It's okay. Say you're in the flow. How did it feel? What was your experience like? Minus, don't forget about what you produced. How were you feeling internally? Where internally were you feeling things? Those you are just, the things. You just landed on something there. Mm. What did you produce? flow and production and mm -hmm. what you produce, you will produce things through being in that experience, yeah, but like, but it's not like a, not a one-to-one, -one, it's not a scoreboard. Yes. Yeah, so I was just going to say, it's not like you're looking for an A from your teacher because yeah. what I, and you know, if I, if as an observer, if I'm looking at what you've produced, I can go, is that all he produced? 
that's being judgmental. I don't know what your true intent was. I don't really understand what you were trying to achieve. My thing is, it doesn't matter what you produce. Like while you were producing whatever you did produce, and if you say you were in the flow, I want to understand that. Yeah. And that ties back to that other, the other piece is timing. Yeah. It's like over time, if you are in the flow, you will produce some incredible stuff. Your creativity yeah. will be up. <clears throat> your connection to it will be up. You will clearly be like, this is where I'm going. Tie back to that. You said expectations, goals, whatever it is. You hold all that really light in light hands so that it can mm -hmm. be free to evolve and do what it needs to. If you're in the flow and now, here's how, power that with time, which is consistency, then maybe we can start talking about what does it look like around production for you in this state, for you in this state, not for everybody, but for you. And how does that then connect back to those feelings that you have as I was in the flow for consistently over a course of time. And I did some incredible stuff. So to me, here's the paradox when you're in the flow. And you're just cranking it out. You're not even, it feels like you're not even thinking. It's just, yeah. it's flowing. It's just flowing. You're connected to it. There's no so filter. You are, you're in it. And then you talk about trusting timing and everything happens in right moment. But yet in the flow, time doesn't seem to matter. Time is almost illusional. I just said earlier, part of being in the flow is being present. But if I'm present and I'm flowing, I'm almost absent of time. It's like a, it's like the power triangles. You can have timing, you can have presence and or flow. Yeah. You pick the two. Yeah. To me, that's the, you know, that when I said it, that's the paradoxical kind of view of it. Cause it's like almost time almost dissipates, almost vanishes, almost doesn't feel like it's important or real because you're in that flow in that moment. And I don't know, maybe you get to a point where you're no longer present. You just. If I look at you, I can see the physical body, mm. but the essence, the energy of you may not be there. I, I don't know. All I know is I've had really strong moments where I know I was in that flow and yet time didn't seem to be a Actually, I'm not seeing it wasn't. So I, I don't know. And that's why I say all of this is subjective. I think the biggest thing, and going back to what you said is. Being in the flow means you have to take action. It's like intention, right? You can have all the, the best intention in the world. This is why they say the road to hell is made with good intention because intentions without action means nothing. And to me, it's almost the same thing with flow. In order to be in the flow, you've got to jump in, right? You have to jump in. How you jump in, it's up to you, but you have to jump in. You have to be in it. And once you surrender to it, then you, you feel like you're getting lost. And that's what a lot of it, that's what it comes down to. I feel like I'm lost, but in a good way. I'm lost in this fog of poetry or whatever it is I'm doing. Last Sunday, I did my keynote for the Ethics Academy. And for that 40 minutes that I spoke or whatever, I don't even know time, how much time I actually spoke. I was only supposed to have 20 minutes, but... And no one is going over. No. I, I am shocked. I am shocked. I'm blown too. away. That never happened. <laughs> First time for everything. But no one said anything. I wasn't even aware of coming out of it. It was like, 
the, the feedback was just amazing. But I remember in that moment, time didn't even feel relevant. I was just so engrossed in what I was saying and doing and the experience and that grateful for being asked to be the keynote. Yeah, so I was in that flow. It felt really good. Yeah, it felt really good. So yeah, like I said, a lot of it is subjective, but at the end of the day, what is not subjective about it is you have to take action. That's the only way you can really step into the flow is being active. So, you know, secure. you have to be, if we, we look at the things that we talked, harnessing is there is a component of, you got to step into it. Mm-hmm. There's an acceptance of what is when in it. And there's an acceptance of being on the shore or being in it and acknowledging it. Mm-hmm. And there's a, der- you picking where you want this flow to go. What are you hoping to be open to in this flow? Cause then the, when you jump into it, if you're like, this is the river that goes this way. I want to go this way. You then have to trust once you're in it too. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't have that in that direction that you want to be set it free to pull you along this journey of being in the flow, that can pull you out of being in that present as well. Let's say going to that trust, you said surrender. Like surrender yeah. is a beautiful word here. It's like surrender. when I jump into it and I'm choosing to surrender to the flow. I choose to surrender to me. That going to the ocean and pulling out the boogie board and wanting, you got to get out far enough so you can catch the waves and you have to be willing to sometimes miss a wave, not catch it. And if you thought you catch it, you'll go maybe two feet and then the wave will buck you like a, like a bronco or whatever it is. You have to get in the ocean. I was never a big surfer when I lived in California, but I loved boogie boarding because you know, <laughs> I just grabbed the board and I felt, anyway, but it was just so much fun being in that moment of it, but you can only be in it. I could be in it mentally, but you have to physically put yourself in the ocean and, and, and accept the environment and the surroundings and the process of it. I have to accept, I am not going to catch every, not every wave is mm-hmm. going to right wave or or wave that can sustain what I want to do. That wave may not be for me, but for someone else. And can you accept the environment that you're in? Just for me, again, going back to acceptance, once you do, it it surpasses even what you you think you can mentally create. It's it's back to our old friend choice. It is. And to me, like I said, getting past the subjective part of it, the the result of it is subjective because I'm not going to sit there and argue to what you want in the flow. I mean, that's ignorant to begin with. Yeah. But regardless, you have to jump in. Like I always say, jump in the pool, the water is warm. Yeah. If you really want to understand the flow, start understanding yourself. Start understanding what are the things that I'm fighting and resisting. And even the mundane things. One of my favorite things to do is laundry. I use laundry as my moment of zen. And I completely surrender to it. Like even folding the clothes right here nicely. I put the effort into it. It's just, I like to fold and just wash them and everything. Can you fully immerse yourself in all aspects of the experience? I think when you can do that without being judgmental, with acceptance, you'll find a flow in the timing and all that, like the judgment, the, Mm -hmm. and all that other stuff. It's like, that into that 
pile of resistance. Can you address the resistance that pulls a piece of the breakout to let mm -hmm. it flow more? Yeah. Every time you pull the resistance, more flow can happen. And the resistance is not showing up to hurt you, showing up to go. There's another way to go about this if you're open to it. There's a serve. The, it's in service yeah. for you. That's a great way to look at it. It is in service for you. I was at, when I'm working with clients that are suffering with depression and anxieties and those things, I always say, you know, change the word anxiety to crisis because every crisis comes with an opportunity and your anxieties are no different. I love the way you just said that. Your anxieties are in service to you, with you. And, and just as all the good, bad, and beautiful, and uglies, it's all in service for you. Wow. That's a good in service. I, I, like, that's just resonating with me right now. <laughs> all right, go ahead. I'm glad I could be in service to you all. <laughs> Man, once again, here we are at that the witching the, hour again. This show just goes back to the witching hour. We're making an announcement. This show will now be four hours every Friday. <laughs> what? We should really have a conversation about these things. Talk about flowing. But why should we when we can do it live and in living color? <laughs> no. Yeah, that, that really, I like the, you know, heard it before, but just the way you said it. And particularly when you're talking about these low vibing energies, things like these, it is in service of you. They really are. They're not showing up to actually harm. You're talking about the level of, of, of these anxieties. Some people have really deep, dark depression and anxiety. And then you really need, there are people out there that are really trained to deal with those. You should definitely go. I, I, I believe in balance. I believe in a balance in Eastern, Western philosophy, modern medicine, and holistic. One isn't better or the other. It's just that we find a balance. Because I think all of them, regardless of what the intent may be, they really just want to be in service to you yeah. and try to help you be the best version of you. They're all trying to serve. They're all trying to serve. When we talk about timing and flow and momentum, to me, they're just other tools or other understandings to be in service of you, right? You're not going to always, technically, we're always in the flow. We're always in the moment. What's different? How we choose to perceive it. That's the bottom line is how do you choose to perceive it? Right? I think that resonates. You're already in the flow. You're already in the flow. Pull up anchor if you want. Mm -hmm. Or jump in the pool even, go further in the deep end. Yeah. And either, either way, you are in the flow. Just you cannot help but not be in the now, in the moment. Even when we visit the past or the future, you, you can only... Is it those yeah, from here, from here yeah. in the moment, in the flow of the moment? Yeah. So you're always in those states is how you I choose like that. To. I like how, how you pull that all together here at the end. I'm just like, pulling like a wise old owl. I'm just making stuff up, <laughs> but I'm sure you've heard me say it before. It's one thing. I've done some facts that were all just made up. I make stuff up from my life. You know, I'm sure you've heard me say it before, but it's true. And like I said, too, I think there's a beauty when you, the older you get, I think you afforded a, an understanding. Talked about the power of now, power of intention, all that. Yeah, I drank that Kool-Aid, but I, I just see things differently. I'm not saying that it's wrong, but I can only gotten to this point if I hadn't come through yeah. those other experiences, through those thinking, 
there's nothing wrong with having thinkings that you were felt for hardly 10 years ago and then changing and moving forward. That's the beauty of life. It's called change. Life, you're supposed to change and grow and, and transform. Oh, yeah. And uh, not, I like that word better. It's like transform. It's transform, like, yeah. Everything's going to transform. And it's going to transform basically yeah. your understanding, your learning, your training, all these sort of things. And and I realized that being in the moment, we talk about being in the moment. And geez, I can only access the past and the present in the moment. Even when I step into those spheres of, of understanding, I'm still in the moment. So I think it's just a matter of what are, how are you in those experiences? And this is why I think I said it a couple of shows ago. I no longer let external experiences or even internal experiences define. That's the news weather sports for me today, guys. <laughs> we will let you go. We will be back to the Raw and Gene show, the power of coaching. So you can take us to wherever you go. And, and as well, every Friday we are live. So come join in your comments from Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, even Twitch. We see them all. So make sure to be part of the conversation. Until then, I'm Gene, my partner in rhyme, crawl, or <laughs> crawl. <laughs> <laughs> Raw. <laughs> <your> baby. <laughs> That's okay. I'm not offended. <laughs> because I said rhyme and all. Here's. Nah. It's just Colin, that season. guy. The guy beside me. The guy doesn't know what the heck to do with his hair when he does. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm the raw. I have going back to the very first show. Can you tell the difference? I don't <laughs> you guys have a blessed rest of your day wherever you are. Blessed evening, blessed night. We'll see you all next week. Thank you. Oh, one last thing. It's the legal language. This podcast is presented solely for educational and entertainment purposes. It is not intended as a substitute for the advice of a physician, professional coach, psychotherapist, or other qualified professionals.